0: You are listening to Nate The Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and I am joined by my co-hosting mate, MVG. What's up, Nate? Great to be here. Great to have you. And today we are going to give some of our predictions and expectations from Sony's PlayStation 5 event that is coming later this month. And it is poised to be a very exciting and good show for both the industry and for consumers. So let's get right into it. What? Well, you know, let's put this out here first. At the Sony event for the PlayStation Five, we are not going to get a price, nor are we going to get a release date from Sony. This is going to be strictly a software-oriented show, and we're going to see software from Sony's first-party publishers and third-party partners. And that's where we'll start. We'll start with what we expect to see from third-party partners at the PlayStation Five showcase.
1: Well, let me let me uh, let me stop you right there for a sec. So, is this a response to Microsoft's gameplay presentation? like a direct response to that? Or do you think this is just a part of Sony's kind of strategy going forward for the PS5, which we which we have talked about before. We said that, you know, once Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us 2 were pretty much, you know, out the door, which is, you know, very, very soon now that their focus would shift to the PS5. I don't think this event is a direct response
0: to Microsoft's May Inside Xbox event. I think... Sony's response to that would have been the Unreal Engine 5 demonstration where they went out of their way to market and make a deal with Epic to highlight that next-gen engine of Unreal Engine 5. They got to showcase that tech demo of what next-gen can truly offer, whereas Microsoft showed us that range of indie titles that are coming to the Xbox Series X and some will come into the PlayStation 5, but it didn't really capture the feel of what we should expect from next gen, whereas Sony really went right to it of saying, this is what next gen can deliver in terms of visual fidelity. This event feels more like Sony's typical marketing plan. This is coming in June, where we typically see E3, but with E3 canceled and Sony foregoing it for a second year. This seems like the already calculated effort that Sony was going to have in June, regardless of what Microsoft did, you know,
1: the month prior. Right. So I've got I've got a whole bunch of notes written for this. I, I, I've come prepared <laughs> with my list of scribble on a piece of paper. But my, I guess my first question, Nate, is will we see the console? Will we actually see? Ooh. And if we do see the console, will we see a render of the console? Or will will we see, you know, um, Sony come out with, with, with the system in his hands? Or if we see Jim Ryan come out holding the system in his hands, what, what are we going to see here? I can see them opening
0: the show with either Jim Ryan walking out or Mark Cerny, and having the system on, you know, that pillar like we typically see at some of the E three conferences. Because when I think back to the PlayStation Four and Xbox One, you know, reveals, you had the companies actually make snide comments to each other of, "How do you have a, you know, hardware event but Mm. not show the hardware?" So it feels like it'd be a marketing misstep not to come out and have the controller leaning up against the box. And we also saw Nintendo with the Wii U where they had that reveal trailer. And the Wii U was just this box hidden in the corner. They never really showed it. They focused on the controller itself. And for some reason, that caused marketing confusion. So it would be easy for Sony just to come out, show the box on a pillar, leaning up against a stand, saying, this is the PlayStation 5, and then just move off the hardware altogether and get right back into the software and show us what really matters. Because at the end of the day... The box
1: is a box. How do you Even, think they? How do you think they pivot from the hardware and showing it, maybe going into some of the features that it provides, straight into games without talking about price?
0: You do it in the typical Sony masterful marketing fashion of, <laughs> here's the PlayStation Five. Where we will discuss pricing and release date. Later this summer, today we just want to talk to you about the games coming to our exciting new platform, and we're going to begin today's demonstration with our first game. Here, have a look, and once you finish that type of sentence, especially in the way Sony delivers it, as long as it's not Mark Cerny, people (laughs) are going to accept it because they're going to be like, okay, Sony is serious. They're ready to show us those games. And people are more than willing to wait, uh, you know, a few weeks or a few months for the pricing and even release date because we're figuring the PlayStation 5 is going to launch in November mm-hmm. which means Sony really doesn't have to date or price this until August or even September where we have heard or seen the rumors that there is expected to be a Sony State of Play around that time and that's the perfect time for Sony to really come out date, price it, show us more of the launch games and they have that really exciting momentum leading into launch. Kind of what we saw Nintendo do with the Switch. Nintendo unveiled the Switch in a trailer in October. We had the conference in January, and it launched in March. That is such a tight turnaround, but the hype and the excitement was always at a high because it was like, okay, that trailer was awesome. Okay, now it's January. We see all the games. Wow, it's launching in six weeks. Mm -hmm. And if Sony can kind of replicate that with the PlayStation 5's marketing, I would say they're in a really strong position, and you know, it really begins this month with the PlayStation 5 software event to build that hype. Sell us on that software right now because when it comes time to buy the hardware, it's not about what the box looks like. It's about the games it plays and that's always Sony's focus.
1: So Sony presentations, they always have massive hype before they actually begin. And when they occur... I'm not saying every single time, but most of the time, they're a little disappointing. Let's be honest, right? Like, is this one going to be that or do you think there's genuine hype? And I guess my my follow-up question is, do you think they're going to focus too much time on some features like the UI where they spend literally 20 minutes discussing the UI features? Because I think... Showing you the UI is a part of the show and it's an important part. People want to see what the new functionality looks like. I think they want to see how snappy the new user interface will be. A lot of criticisms about how slow the you know the PS4 one is, especially when it gets loaded full of icons on the screen. So do you think they're going to show the ui as well and and if so do you think they're going to focus a lot of their time on that i I kind of get the feeling that cerny may get on a bit of a tangent and spend a little bit too much time on the ui side (laughs) and then leave literally the last 30 minutes for for the games after of course they've opened up with you know the the first kind of trailer which hopefully will be something that really gets people excited which i think it will I'm not sure if we see the UI
0: get a deep dive at this event per se, because everything I've heard from some of my you know, colleagues within the industry is that this is a, this is a software showcase. Mm-hmm. So to me, that kind of negates the possibility of an overload of UI and some of the system features. I think the UI could be something that maybe we see them detail further on the PlayStation blog, potentially the same day with like a YouTube video that goes into... A real deep dive of it of all of the system features, the general look. We might see the brief introduction where they show us the quick transition from game to game, like we saw Microsoft do with the Xbox Series X, where yeah. they went from like Native Decay two to Gears of War in you know two seconds. I could see Sony demonstrate that. Maybe that's how they switch from game to game during the presentation itself of saying, Hey, here's game one that we're showcasing. Mm-hmm. And now also, you transition into game two and you say, we're doing this live on PlayStation 5 hardware to show you how fast and seamless this can be. That could be a cool demonstration to show you the quickness of the system and how it utilizes the SSD. But, I mean, that might be too ambitious for such a project, especially since, you know, we're expecting a lot of trailers and not actual live gameplay demonstrations, per se, of being played on a PlayStation 5 hardware right before us. But I wouldn't expect too much of the UI at this event but I do expect them to at least show it to some capacity and introduce us to it. But I think we'll get further information after the event, potentially the same day.
1: Yeah. I I, I think that's that's a fair point that you, you make. I kind of feel like they'll, they'll maybe tell us a little bit more about the UI than uh-huh. what we think. But again, I, I have no idea. I just feel like, I just feel like, look, this is an hour long presentation, right? So, an hour long just to go through games seems like there's a lot there. You know, like Microsoft's games presentation was, I think it was, was it 35 minutes in, in total? And, yeah, roughly. And I know Microsoft's one was, was quite disappointing, but even that felt like it kind of dragged on a little bit, especially because there wasn't really anything, you know, that really knocked it out of the park then. And this is going to be a completely different show, but one hour, I mean... You know what do they open up with here? What what's the game that 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 really gets people excited about the next generation? I think, I think, and I've got my list here. I think that <laughs> they open up with Horizon Zero Dawn two as as the big heavy hitter okay. game that's going to launch with the system. It's going to be they're going to show the trailer for Horizon. They're going to show some gameplay. And it's going to say available at launch, and then that's when they're going to go into the hardware discussion briefly, as you mentioned, and then into the UI, and then pivot back into into more games after that. What do you think they open up with? I think they're going to—they're definitely going to open
0: with a first-party title. I think we're going to see them open with a Blue Point's game, which is heavily rumored, and it's something I have heard myself. Is that it's going to be a Demon Souls mm-hmm. remaster? I think they open with that because you're going to want to demonstrate something that is going to be a visual showcase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think Demon's Souls is going to be that title. They also have to deviate a little bit from what we know of the PlayStation 3 original. I mean, the Dark the Dark Souls franchise or genre has evolved a lot over the years. I would say it reached its pinnacle with Bloodborne. Yes, And to return to Demon's Souls, a game that's now probably by definition, I would say archaic in terms of design, really needs this... Remake where it addresses the gameplay and even the general composition of the world itself to be, you know, more fitted for the modern era. And if you can demonstrate that with breathtaking visuals, that's how I would open. You show me Blue Points game if it is Demon Souls. You show that it gets people excited. I understand that it's still a niche genre overall, but you saw that's like, wow, okay, they're coming out strong with that. Core focus yeah. in terms of games, and you get people excited. And now you end the Demon Souls trailer with launch day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People yeah. sit there and say, "Okay, Sony has Sony's coming here, yeah. aggressive, and, and they're, they're bringing something." Around. Yeah, yeah, they're coming with something big. Mm-hmm. Then you transition into the Jim Ryan, Mark Cerny sitting and saying, "Well, did you look at? would you look at that? Demon Souls is coming back to the PlayStation Five exclusively later this year on launch day." Now I'll take a look at our hardware, mm-hmm. show the UI really quick, saying here's our second game that we're yeah. gonna be showcasing today, enjoy the rest of the show. Right. Second game comes up, be it third party or first party game, and we just flow for the hour. Cause one thing that Sony does well at these demonstrations or these presentations, I should say, is that when they really have a game they want to focus on, and I'll use Horizon Zero Dawn 2 as the example because Gorilla is always a focal point. Mm-hmm at new hardware for Sony. We saw it with Killzone 2 on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. And with PlayStation 4, we saw Killzone Shadowfall. So I do think Horizon would fill the role this time for PlayStation 5 is they're going to give us a 10-minute demonstration. Mm-hmm. They're going to show a in-game engine or maybe even gameplay of a sequence play out. Like Killzone Shadowfall, we saw the forest. Right. We saw that city environment we saw all that that really made you say we are arriving in next gen so now if you can show me this vast open world with dinosaurs and alloy hunting and there's no pop-in and i see this vast landscape and you show me 10 15 minutes of gameplay with that yeah that's hype yeah and that's that's how you come to introduce us to your next gen hardware
1: yeah We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres mechanics and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be House Flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The, <laughs> way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I mean that's that's very compelling, no doubt. I I I had Blue Point their game down as potential intro as well. I think it's one of those two games. I feel like it's going to be Horizon. I don't know why I picked it over the Blue Point game. I just feel like we're taught. You know, if we're if we're going for, you know, we want to we're Sony and we want to come out and we want to hit you with the hardest mm-hmm. haymaker we can. I think it's got to be the Horizon game. The, the Blue Point, the Demon right. Souls. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a that's a that's a haymaker as well. For, for all the reasons you said, and maybe you're right. Maybe Horizon is more of a um, here's the trailer, and now we're gonna run through ten minutes of, of gameplay. You know, with with someone on stage, you know, running through a, a side mission or something. I think that's that's pretty big too. If they can show off the performance, the, you know, the SSD, the in and out type of stuff, um, I think that would be be really cool. But I think yeah. I think I think we both agree that you know once. Once they've kind of showed off the, the hardware, then it's back to games. And I, I would imagine from there, they they pivot into the third-party stuff, right? Well, I mean, what do you think it goes from there? I, I kind of see them maybe, you know, talking about EA or Activision or Ubisoft, you know, uh, at that point. Where, where do you see it kind of going from there? Yeah, I
0: could see them definitely pivot to an EA or an Activision or the Ubisoft because – after I introduce you to my hardware, I'm definitely going back to the software, but I probably want to go to a third-party developer yeah. who's using the DualSense controller in a unique way. So let's say the next game is Call of Duty from Activision, mm-hmm. and they say, "Well, using the DualSense, you can use the touchpad to, you know, bring up this command or the map system or something like that." And we'll probably get another ten-minute gameplay demonstration from something like a Call of Duty, because Call of Duty's always been a you know a major player at. Sony's E3s for the last several years. Yes. They show us that first level of the campaign and then they tell us, "Oh, the multiplayer map pack is PlayStation exclusive for the first 6 months or however long the deal, deal you know, normally lasts." So I could see them doing that. EA, I could see them definitely bringing, you know, a FIFA, maybe a Madden
1: demonstration. Yeah, I, I I've got FIFA 21. I, I think that will be featured at this event. Something new that they'll yeah. they'll show off with with ray tracing and some really cool effects, you know. Right. Yeah. If you come out with like, you know, FIFA,
0: they sometimes do that in engine type of gameplay trailer. Where they'll probably would they'll highlight those things like the ray tracing where they'll show all the lighting effects and the distortion of light rays coming through the raindrops or yeah. how it reflects off the snow to create that extra illumination. Because that's that's tip, that's typical that we see of EA marketing flair. They like to overhype and oversell some of these aspects, and then when we actually play the game, it's nowhere near that level of detail. But that's you know that's just classic EA. So I definitely see them pivoting into their third party selection, or maybe even a little bit into some of the more marquee indie games, like from the studio House Marquee. Okay, who you know we've had the um, super stardust series on the playstation line for several years it's always a fun game yep. though we did have reso gun at launch with the playstation 4 which i had a lot of fun with that game it's one of the few playstation 4 games i platinumed mm-hmm. and if they came to that with the playstation 5 with a reso gun or a new super stardust i'd be all about it i know you no know, house marquee they're good with those arcade games. I know they have kind of said that the arcade genre is dying for platforms, but I hope they do return to those roots and have something ready at launch for the PlayStation 5 because they're one of those companies I really look to for that just pure unadulterated fun on a Sony platform. Yeah. And if they came with a new Super Stardust with some ray tracing, SSD, and you know all this visual flair, and maybe it supports VR again because they did have Super Stardust VR on the PlayStation 4 and they have that on the PS5, that would be a lot of fun to see too as a demonstration. But that's something like kind of for a sizzle reel. You mm-hmm. run through a bunch of games really quick.
1: Yeah, I I got like an indie section kind of noted here. And, and I guess <laughs> in some ways, I mean, it's not ne- necessarily indies, but it's kind of those smaller bite-sized sizzle reel games that we expect. <laughs> so, I mean, there's going to be a lot of those games, I think, that, that will get shown at this event. So I, I think, you know, the next Super Stardust, Super Stardust iteration kind of makes sense? Or, you know, Rezogun 2? I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, having having those smaller games available at launch, I think is, is very important to, the you know, the PlayStation brand. They've done that for a while. I, I think that's definitely going to continue. Now, you mentioned VR. I don't think there's going to be VR at this event, but do you think they're going to maybe, like you said with the prize, they're going to say... Um, later on this summer, we will, you know, talk about our virtual reality plans for the PS5?
0: Yes, I think they would fully detail it later in the year, but I do think we get some sort of mention of it, be it in the form of this title is coming to us, it's going to support VR, it will support VR on the PlayStation 5, we're just not ready to discuss our headset plans. But, you know, as we already detailed PlayStation VR, on the current iteration will be compatible with PlayStation 5. So, you know, it's still part of our focus but yeah. we'll talk about PlayStation VR part two later this year, where we'll give our pricing launch details and show you how VR will be played. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to give us just some sort of teaser trailer, especially if the PlayStation VR two is completely wireless yeah. and, you know, addresses all of the main problems that we had with the first edition of, you know, we're stuck being wired to a, additional box it was convoluted it was complex to set up it wasn't very space friendly if you wanted to leave it plugged in all the time yeah so I could see them just doing a quick trailer of like hey we know what you want but we're going to talk about it a little later
1: yeah I could see yeah I I could definitely see that that kind of trailer where they maybe show a silhouette of the next PSVR 2 or something and then you know they they tease it but you know they don't really show anything more at that point so For the third-party games, uh, we talked about EA, FIFA, Madden potentially, um, maybe some of the the marquees. What about Ubisoft? Now, I've got got something crazy here. I think they're going to show the next Assassin's Creed game, but with gameplay. There's going to be someone on stage running through a mission on stage to really just sink the boots into Microsoft and say... This is how you do gameplay, Microsoft, and we've got it on stage on the PS5 running at 60 frames, not, not 60 frames, at, at 30 frames per second, but this is the actual <laughs> gameplay. What, what do you think? I'm not expecting to see Assassin's
0: Creed Valhalla at the Sony event. I do think Microsoft has secured that marketing exclusively because okay. we saw that, I believe Microsoft had the marketing for Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well yes. so i think microsoft has probably stepped forward and made sure next time you see this game it's at you know it's on our terms because mm-hmm. otherwise that looks really bad for microsoft to say we're going to show you the first gameplay of assassin's creed and you show us an in engine demonstration <laughs> of the game and then and then sony comes out a month later and it shows you full gameplay because i mean if i'm microsoft i look at ubisoft and be like thanks you made us look like yeah. you know fools but i do think if ubisoft is at Sony's event, and they should be. I'm hoping we see something a little bigger, though realistically, we're probably going to see Watch
1: Dogs. Yeah, Watch Dogs Legion, right? the The right. one that's kind of been in development hell for the last three years or so. Yes, that's
0: unfortunately what I would expect from Ubisoft at Sony's event, though my heart tells me
1: let them come with a brand new splinter cell game <laughs> <laughs> that dude that would be now if you want hype that would be a hype announcement
0: but yes I, that, that would send trembles
1: through the industry if you showed a
0: true next gen splinter cell game because we haven't had one since what the early to, Wii, U yeah. late the, ps3 with um
1: yeah the Wii U with uh with conviction Did it
0: not not convictions, the sequel to conviction. Oh, um, yeah, the name. I I don't recall the name <laughs> right now, but blacklist. Oh, uh, blacklist. That's right. Yeah, that's it. It was a good game, but we haven't seen one since then. So we're going on what now? Um, seven years or so without yeah. a Splinter Cell game, and what a better time to reintroduce the series than with the genesis of the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, and us transitioning into the next gen, and what a better you know platform to do it than the playstation 5 software showcase
1: well sony Sony's is notorious for this right i mean they do, they do those teasers and then they'll say 2022 or 2021 so i mean i could i could definitely see yep. something like that happen where they they secure a really hype announcement but by the way the game's coming out you know two years from now type of thing because they've, they've done that before you know yes i mean we're definitely going to see a number
0: of those because we touched on this on the Spawncast very briefly, but I am an advocate that we will see Sony's licensed version of Silent Hill
1: at the event. So let's let's talk about this. So, it, t- tell me about where this kind of all started this this discussion because I kind of felt like this Dead by Daylight announcement that recently was made <laughs> was what everyone, I mean, that was what this was going to be, and I just kind of felt like maybe there is a silent hill game but i didn't doesn't to me it doesn't feel like it's a part of this event and i'm not saying there isn't one in development but it just feels like that this doesn't feel like the right event for a silent hill announcement but again you know i'm just speculating so what what are your thoughts on this i do expect to see silent hill at this event i feel like the marketing
0: of the silent hill in the dead by daylight was that preemptive tease, if you will. I mean, if Nintendo fans want to take a Metroid helmet or a Samus helmet in the Paper Mario teaser trailer to be a hint of something Metroid has to be around the corner, then I would definitely look to the Dead by Daylight Silent Hill editions as Konami preparing people for the return of the Silent Hill franchise. And, I mean, the rumors have been going around for a while now, if people really had been paying attention. there actually The talks have been going on for almost two years Hmm. but the the level of discussion has changed depending on the rumors you pay attention to because we've seen the rumors that said that konami was trying to get kojima back to finish silent hills whereas another rumor was that sony was buying the silent hill ip for from konami and i mean if we think even more years back there was that rumor that microsoft was buying the silent hill ip from konami for like two billion (laughs) dollars and I mean that was nonsense <laughs> but the idea of sony licensing the silent hill ip from konami and choosing the siren development team which is made up largely of team silent or former team silent employees yes it makes such perfect sense because we haven't seen a siren game in a number of years and it's a horror. For franchise, I love to play mm-hmm. on the PlayStation 3. I I really enjoyed that game. It was creepy, it was atmospheric. Now you let them come back to Silent Hill. You let them basically reboot the franchise as a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the game's not coming anytime soon. This is a game likely won't release until late 2021, even 2022. But that's the type of trailer you show for a few seconds and you play that. Eerie music mm-hmm. that symbolizes Silent Hill, and all you have to really do is show, show the main character. Show um, what's the name? Ethan. Yeah, you show him turn around on the street.
1: Is this a reboot of the first Silent Hill game, or is it, what, what 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 kind of game is franchise. this? I believe it's a reboot of the franchise itself. Okay, so they're starting just they're starting from the from the the beginning.
0: Yeah, kind of oh. like. Like, Shattered Memories was supposed to be a remake of the first Silent Hill game. Right. Unfortunately, it didn't sell all that well. I mean, it came out on the Switch. It later came to the PlayStation 2 and PSP. And it was was a fantastic game. Just nobody bought it. So now you reboot the franchise under, you know, former Team Silent employees' guidance with Sony money on the PlayStation 5. You really just need a 30-second teaser trailer. Even if it says 2022 at the end of it, people are going to get... Hyped because we've been waiting for a good Silent Hill game for years. I mean, Konami really treated the franchise poorly after. I guess I mean, Shattered Memories is a good Silent Hill game, but we had to suffer through. Was it Downpour? Yeah. Homecoming. Yeah. Those weren't good Silent Hill games, and then you had the one on the PlayStation Vita. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, over like the top dungeon crawler. I never. I do. I never played those games. After I, honestly. I, downpour was okay but like after silent hill 4 i kind of just stopped playing yeah Uh, and then i mean we finally got that glimmer of hope where we
0: had norman reedus appear in the pt demo and say this is silent hills and it was like oh my god the franchise is back and then you know all hell broke loose with kojima's exodus and removal from konami and that project was cancelled So now this is, it's time for Silent Hill to come back. And under under Sony's guidance, I think it can come back in a big way. And this is the time to do it in that classic Sony fashion of teasing us with a game that's two years out with a 30 second trailer. But people will buy the hardware today Mm. or at launch because they say, I can't wait to play Silent Hill in two years. Just like some people bought a PlayStation 4 to play PT, a game that was never to be.
1: Yep. Okay, so let's re let's revisit what we're talking about we we talked about Blue Points game horizon possibly a splinter cell and silent hill okay so those four <laughs> things alone would mean that this is like one of the biggest game <laughs> launch revealed presentations in the history of video games we know sony won't have all this because that would be a massive hype well, it can't be I- that hyped it can't be. So let, let's be realistic. There's probably not going to be, there's not going to be a Splinter Cell game. We're, we're, we're probably fanboying. not. I think we're fanboying a little, little too much there. So yes. Hill. I, I mean, I think you, it's realistic. You've convinced me, right? I, I could see that. I could see that being announced. I could, I could, I could see the lights go dark and, you know, the eerie silent hill music playing. I, I, I'm on board with that. I mean, that, that gets me, that gets me on board with what you said. So what else is there now? Obviously, we've heard rumors about the next Gran Turismo, but in uh-huh. I guess in recent times, it's the thought is now that the uh, Gran Turismo Sport will just kind of get a well, I don't want to say a port, but it'll be it'll be um, there'll be a PS5 iteration of that potentially, and I, I just dubbed it GT Sport Ultimate, which is you know the PS5 version of the same game. I mean, do you do you think yes. that that's realistic? Yeah, I think Gran
0: Turismo Sport is basically being positioned now as a game as a service you want to transition it to your next hardware as you know often as you can obviously we're just talking about one generation here but i mean the game is still getting updates now it just recently got a car update so it makes sense for sony to i guess you would call it an enhanced port i wouldn't call it a remaster or anything like that right but transition it to the playstation 5 with all the content that the current version has but you know you now introduce ray tracing native 4k mm-hmm. 120 frames a second option for you know those with the monitor that support it and all of those things to enhance the experience maybe now you can actually implement meaningful vr because we did have drive club vr on the playstation 4 and i mean a lot of people who played it did get headaches or they suffered from motion sickness simply because the resolution wasn't high enough but now with the playstation 5 you should be able to deliver a crisp clear vr solution For a Gran Turismo sport. Yeah. So you, you know, you include that extra type of mode. And I mean, now, basically, from what was just said, that sounds like an entirely new game compared to what we have right now. And then you, you know, you just continue to promise new rollout for new courses, new cars, and new content over an extended period of time. And I mean, whether or not it's at launch or within a launch window,
1: that's a, Compelling piece of software. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think fans of racing game kind of expect to see something at the show. Um, I mean, I, I think we'll see you know the Codemasters um, games as well that they mm-hmm. bring across. I, I think that'll be a part of of the 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 presentation. But yeah, I mean, Gran Turismo is one of those beloved franchises. I look i'm not a big racing game fan personally but i prefer gran turismo over forza i've always felt like people people aren't gonna hate me but i've always (laughs) felt like the forza kind of driving just felt a little not quite right for me but gran turismo just nails the driving feeling for me (laughs) so i've always always liked it one thing that that you that i heard recently i don't know if this has any impact on anything, but I did hear that they just recently removed GT6 from the from from the online store, so you can't actually get that anymore. I don't know if that has any bearing on this announcement or or, or this kind of discussion, but Gran Turismo 6 is not available anymore, other than you know physical copies, obviously that you find. Yeah, I never really read too much in those listing type of situations
0: because it always seems like it's misguided. Mm -hmm. People lean into them and then ends up not being anything that people had speculated or hyped. So I wouldn't read too much into that because that would suggest that the sport line was really just a one-off type release and that they still want to continue the mainline series, which they very well could. Yeah, I can't dismiss the idea of GTA 6 coming or GT 6 coming to PlayStation 5 or even a Gran Turismo 7 certainly can't discount the possibility i just think it makes more sense for them to use Turismo sport as a game as a service and just you know transition it to the next generation you know as often as possible as long as you continue to provide updates and new cars and such it's one of those games that you can just you know have it going forever and as long as you're charging for those new cars with microtransactions of some sort it's you know it's a infinite money well Mm -hmm. as long as the base remains engaged and the fact that they're still putting out new cars on the PlayStation 4 this summer suggests to me that there
1: is an active playing base yeah absolutely what about backward compatibility they're they're going to show something here now I don't think they're necessarily going to spend too much time talking about it but I think they're going to at least say and you can bring X number of PS4 games across to the PS5 on launch day, right? We heard okay. we heard the number one hundred. Um, you know, back when um, Jim Ryan was talking after the Sony presentation, but um, you know we're hearing now that they're trying to get everything prepared. So pretty much any PS4 game will will we'll come across. Do you think they they show? I'll say Ghosts and Last of Us Part Two, and maybe um, maybe. I don't know some other some other game um maybe an Uncharted 3 or something where they show how they run on the PS5 at all oh man I think and I mean they're Uncharted 4 mention, by the way not Uncharted 3 right <laughs> Sorry, Uncharted 4 well, well, Uncharted, 3 I wish is, it was Uncharted 3 Uncharted 3 is on the PlayStation 4
0: in the Uncharted collection well, that is true yeah so it technically is right but <laughs> I do think they make mention of backwards compatibility and passing and I I think they show us a list, you know, showcasing a, you know a dozen or so games saying, here's some of the PlayStation 4 games you can play on PlayStation 5 on launch day. And we have that story that came out that said every game that's released in July and after on PlayStation 4 has to be compatible with PlayStation 5, which would include Ghost of Tsushima, Yep. but it would not include The Last of Us Part 2 if we take that as a literal fact, mm-hmm. as July is the date. Then I... Would say like, OK, here's that list. And then you ended at the bottom and more to come. Right. I don't think we see a backwards compatibility demonstration
1: at the show, though. I think it's just mentioned list moved on. Yeah. Well, Jim Ryan hates backward compatibility. I mean, he's never been a big fan of it. He probably doesn't <laughs> he's even want to mean. talk about it. He's made that very clear that he does not like backwards
0: compatibility, especially when made the comments about Gran Turismo one on PlayStation one and said, who would want to play this? Yeah. It's kind of like he said this right around the time you were preparing a PlayStation one classic. <laughs> I think that's
1: like, come on, Jim. I, I feel like they maybe talk a little more about it than, than what you said. Probably not, not too much, but I'm kind of going into this thinking the, along the lines of again, you know, we want to we want to hit you with the haymaker. We want you to buy the PS5. We don't want to leave any doubt in your mind, you know, this is this is the console for you. So I think I think they do show a little more than 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 that with with backward compatibility and but maybe not necessarily say the words backward compatibility you know what i'm saying because i think that okay. that is not a great necessarily a great marketing term but you know if mm-hmm. they say and you can bring your ps4 collection across to the ps5 on launch day and then show a couple of and you know everything will be upresed and look really cool and we've added hdr on certain games and they show a, wow. a i guess a sizzle reel of, of some stuff i think that's that's pretty compelling you think they're going to go as far as what Microsoft is doing with patching
0: compatibility? Where We had Microsoft come out last week and they said, we're going to add HDR. We're going to increase performance on titles that were you know, originally 30 frames a second, dating back all the way to the Xbox, Xbox 360, and even Xbox One. You're going to get a boost to 60 frames a second. Some games are going to go from 60 to 120. You're going to get those resolution boosts as well, HDR implementation. Do you think Sony can compete with what Microsoft is doing when it comes to backwards compatibility?
1: No, no, definitely not. And they're not going to magically, you know, up res and and up up the frame rate on every single game. But I think maybe some selected titles and Ghosts is one of those where they may add those enhancements (laughs) because it kind of makes sense. I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think Sony is anywhere near in the same ballpark and we've talked about this before with backward compatibility. I mean, Sony has no answer to the Xbox 360 backward compatibility for the PlayStation 3. That they, they, they just doesn't exist on their on their ecosystem right now. They don't seem interested in the PS2 and they don't seem interested in the PS1 at least for launch. That may change um, later on, but right now, I think you know they they'll your PS4 games will, will come across. They'll natively you know upscale to whatever display your television's at. You may get some enhancements, some HDR. Depends on the game, of course. But other than that, no, they're, they're not they're not even competing with Microsoft. What I am curious about is how Sony is
0: going to approach games we'll use last of us 2 as an example just because it doesn't make that july cutoff date that they put out even though the cutoff can be arbitrary would you say games like ghost of tsushima it's beyond that date so it has to be there by their own rules that will to me means ghost of tsushima is not going to get a playstation 5 enhanced version mm-hmm later down the line whereas that leaves the possibility of a the last of us 2 remaster like we saw yeah. on playstation 4 of the first game where maybe we can get the native 4k with that enhanced just playstation 5 only release and with sony approaching backwards compatibility you think they're going to look at the games that they're going to include on that and say well we want to remaster this title so we're not going to include it because we want that extra you know, 40 or $60 from a double dip. But we're not too concerned about those games late in the generation, like a Ghost of Tsushima, only mm-hmm. because, well, it came on the verge of PlayStation 5's introduction. It may look a little shady if we already put it out, you know, within a year of release, a better PlayStation 5 version. So we'll, we'll allow, you know, one-time sales because with the introduction of PS5, maybe I didn't own a PS4, and Ghost of Tsushima looks, you know, enticing. I think, so I'm going to buy that, knowing I can play it on my PS5.
1: Yeah, I I think the difference here is that you know the PS3 wasn't compatible, or you know the PS4 wasn't backward compatible with the PS3. So you kind of had that that kind of line drawn in in the sand where you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't cross it, you know, unless there were there was a remaster or a port or a remake done. You know, Last of Us uh, Last of Us on the PS3 was remastered for the PS4 because there was no other way. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. I yeah. think... I'm not saying that's not going to happen this time around because, I mean, the PS4 has been around for a long time. Some of those early games could potentially be brought back and, you know, there could be some type of infamous collection that gets made or, or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you can't rule out, the, you know, the earlier stuff that, that came out for the PS4 that, that gets brought back. I could right. see that, but... I think things are a little different now with, you know, with the, I guess, the architectures being a lot closer together than they were mm-hmm. when, when it was the PS, PS4 and the PS3. Right, yeah. As you brought up, like, the earlier games, whether it be the infamous,
0: you do, like, a double pack on PlayStation 5 where you've enhanced everything. Like, I think of the neon lights in infamous second son, and now you throw that into, you know, good HDR with yeah. some ray tracing and the entire atmosphere of that city life is completely transformed now into something you would look at and be like, wow. Or I even think of a title like The Order 1886. Dude, I love that game. Wait, you remastered that, that on the incredible. PlayStation 5. Wow.
1: Dude, I, 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 I'm not trolling. I, I really I like that game a lot. I get it. It's it's a It's a four-hour game, a five-hour game. And it's a lot of no, quick time events. No replay
0: value. But
1: man, it's fun as hell. They, they should definitely bring that game back.
0: I'd love to see them return to that game. Because when the game came out, I played it. I was like, I really enjoyed playing this. The only problem was is you couldn't, you couldn't skip the cutscenes. So yeah. if I wanted to replay it, it was going to take me just as long as it did my first time through. Because you couldn't even like speed run it because there was no way to speed up certain areas. And I hated the idea that the game gave you like the thermite gun. Yeah. But you could only use it for like twenty minutes. That's right. It's like like you just got this badass gun. <laughs> like, yeah. Like shoot down that ladder with it. Okay. You can't use the gun anymore. Like, what? All it had that game had a horde mode. Yes. It would have changed the entire perception of the title. So if they ever returned to it and they had ready at dawn say, Hey guys, we want you to remaster the order eighteen eighty six and we're gonna give you time to you know Maybe add some of the content you guys were actively developing that we, you know, simply didn't have time to get the game out at the time, at the, you know, with. And that happens. Give that game a second chance and prep a sequel. Man, that yeah. game. I mean, that game is still a visual showcase on PlayStation 4. You bring that to PS5 with all those bells and whistles and wow, you, you I can't even fathom what that game could look like on that engine. It'd
1: be ridiculous. <laughs> so there's there's one game on my list that I have I struggle with, but I've got it written down and I want your opinion. Do you think Bloodborne 2 has any part of this show? No. As much as it pains me, no. I looked at the sales. It sold about 3 million, which I know it started out pretty slow, um, but it's kind of one of those cult, cult following games now that people absolutely adore. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to think that there'll be a Demon Souls and a Bloodborne 2 in the same presentation. But man, I wish it was. Right. I guess I'm kind of fanboying again. I'd yeah. love to see it. But yeah, it, <laughs> it it seems it seems unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems unlikely. I think the Demon Souls remake or
0: remaster, however they want to market it, would cater to that audience. And we know that from software and uh Miyazaki is currently busy on Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'd want like a sequel to Bloodborne being made without at least his guidance or input. I would definitely want him directly, you know, giving feedback into such a project. But if, you know, if the Demon Souls project is getting feedback from him and that can be a launch game or a launch window game, that would probably fill that need. But Bloodborne is definitely an IP. I want Sony to return to this generation with a sequel because... I've seen the Digital Foundry footage where they have Bloodborne running at 60 frames a second and the game is so smooth and fast at 60 frames a second. It yes. completely, It's almost like a completely different game when you watch the combat video. Absolutely. In the, yeah. When I watched that Digital Foundry video, I was like, wow, look at that
1: game. Yeah, <laughs> it's it so incredible. smooth and fluid. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's... So... Yeah, I, I guess... Probably not, not the right time to to bring that out, but hopefully they, they right. do revisit that game because yeah, sixty frames Bloodborne game on PS5, oh I mean, God. I think a lot of people would be really hyped for that. I guess I mean,
0: this would go back to our topic just, you know, a couple of minutes ago. What's preventing them from remastering Bloodborne from PlayStation 4 for a PlayStation 5 release with 60 frames a second, 4K resolution and you know all the extra SSD, yeah. ray tracing, etc. I could see that
1: happening sometime this generation. It just wouldn't be shown at this event. Well, that brings up an interesting point. Is it is it a remaster or is it just a patch? Because the, I guess yeah. you know Microsoft has their smart delivery, right? And one question <laughs> that I've heard is, well, are we going to see what Sony has for smart delivery? But see, I've always. I've struggled with this smart delivery thing. I know we talked about this in a previous episode, but for me, what is what is smart delivery? I mean, isn't it just you put your disc in the drive or you download it and it just pulls in the appropriate patches for the the console that you're you're, you're on. Oh. So, I would see Bloodborne, you know, let's say Bloodborne is one of the day one backward compatibility games on the PS5. Mm-hmm if there was a way to unlock the frame rate and a, we'll say an upscale patch to bring it to 4K native, I mean, I'd be pretty happy with both of those things. You know, is that really a a, a remaster at that point or is it just a, hey, this is a patch?
0: I guess the way you describe the Bloodborne situation there of like putting, if it's backwards compatible, I put it in, it gets a patch and it adds 60 frames a second and increases, the, you know, upscales the resolution. I guess you would just call that that's just a patch. It's Mm -hmm. still Bloodborne. It'd be more akin to what we've seen from the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy on the Xbox One X, where it completely redoes the texture work and everything in the background. It almost makes it like a completely new game. It actually does a better job than some remasters we've seen from some companies, the way it treats the character models, the backgrounds and everything, even the performance. It's really transformed the entire game. The thing with Smart Pass, from my understanding, is like CD Projekt Red... I think put out the clearest example or description of it is if I buy it on the Xbox one and I do put it in my Xbox series X, it does actually give me access to the Xbox series X version. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it's not just patching in higher res assets to the Xbox one version. It's actually giving me the next gen version. I think it's still one of those things we have to really see in practice to understand. Yeah, I guess you'd say the difference between the two versions.
1: So what you're saying is somewhere on Microsoft's cloud, on their Azure um, servers, there's literally. And I make this is a really simplified way of thinking about it, but there's 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 different folders, right? Folder structures on their hard drive for here's the here's the VCR version, here's the One X version, here's the Series X version, and it's literally just pulling from that targeted version based on you know the console information that's being sent to you know to the cloud, right? I think it's something like that, or it might be more similar to what we have seen like the
0: with last gen. Like, if I bought a PS3 version of Madden, and I put it in the PS4, and I had to give over $10 to it, and it upgraded me to the PS4 version. Yeah. I think it's something like that. There's just no cost. Right. Yeah, it makes so, sense. Yeah, but it's, it's weird Sony hasn't really detailed anything about that for their for themselves, even for third-party games. They've been quiet on that. If they do have something similar, I would expect it at this event. Yeah. So... I mean, hopefully it is an initiative for Sony because it does seem like a very smart one for Microsoft to, you know, take advantage of and for publishers to take advantage of. Now, we've talked about a lot of, I'd say Western third parties, but we haven't touched on Japanese third Mm -hmm. parties that could show up at the show. Right, right.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. We could see, um, you know, the next uh, Bandai Namco with uh, a new Tekken game or um, there's... There's a lot of, I mean, Tekken's always been a a big Sony, you know, franchise uh-huh. as well. You know, it's been it's been part of the PlayStation since the first first PlayStation, of course. So there could be uh, a new Tekken game that that gets announced. That would be kind of cool. Um, you know, there, there could be you know, some persona stuff that comes up. That, that part for me is where I, I struggle a little bit to, to think about what could come. What what do you, uh, what are your thoughts on this, on this part? I was
0: thinking really of two main Japanese companies and they
1: are Sony's good friends, Square Enix and Capcom. So you're thinking, well, yeah, I mean, I guess the next Resident Evil game would be a, right. A, a possibility, you know Resident Evil 8 yes. I'm guessing would be something. And yes. We've heard some stories about that but so Square Enix so are you saying that we'll see the a teaser of the next Final Fantasy 7 remake? I, I wouldn't not Final Fantasy 7.
0: I think it's time for us to get a teaser of Final Fantasy 16. Ooh, that that would be that would be good. I think it's time for them to do it it may not happen at this event but i would not be surprised if sony has it at least during their summer of events that they have told us about but i think if they really want to appeal to that worldwide market because a lot of the games we talked about so far are western focused Mm -hmm. you still have to sell the system in japan and what better company and what better franchise than square with final fantasy and if they show us a, a two three minute teaser trailer of final fantasy 16 that's a really hype moment. It doesn't even have to be exclusive to the platform. Yeah. It's just the fact that you had it first as a marketing, you know, a marketing tool. Cause we're not going to get a new kingdom hearts anytime soon. Final fantasy seven chapter two is probably still two, three years off, but we haven't had a mainline final fantasy continuation yeah. in a number of years. So I think we could see final fantasy 16 show up at Sony's event. I think Capcom can come in with resident evil eight and, you brought up Tekken as like a as a fighter, and I was kind of thinking, what if Street Fighter Six shows up?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely a possibility as well. We just haven't heard anything from the Street Fighter camp, and usually um, uh, Yoshihiri Ono will will say something. You know, he'll he'll tease something that, about the next Street Fighter game, or um, you'll hear from the uh, the Capcom uh, PR people maybe saying you know we're we're thinking about the next street fighter but you know they don't really say anything beyond that so we haven't really heard anything about the next street fighter other than you know the champion edition street fighter Mm -hmm. on on street fighter 5 but i mean you know it would be again it would be a a good platform to to tease or reveal the next iteration of street fighter it would be a pretty big announcement for sure yeah, usually
0: we see Ono on social media showing Blanca next to, uh, <laughs> you know, something like he would put it against the number five and be like, yep. wait a minute. What is that supposed to mean? Like he likes to social media tease when there's an announcement coming and we haven't seen that yet. But I, mean, I think it would be nice if they did come out with a Street Fighter six at the event, just because Street Fighter five was such a botched delivery. Even if the core game was good in terms of fighting mechanics, the rollout was so bad in those early years that yeah. when they finally did fix all those issues, people had moved on to other fighting games. And, I mean, Street Fighter Five still has a very committed user base. There's a lot of people who have now enjoyed Street Fighter Five. But when I think of fighting games, especially something like a show-up the PlayStation 5 event, it really comes down to Tekken, Street Fighter, and... That's really it, because I don't think we see a new iteration of Dead or Alive anytime soon.
1: I, yeah, I I doubt we'll see Dead or Alive. Um, yeah, I think Ooh. it's it's one of those.
0: But now this is this is going to be fanboying a bit. <laughs> what if we see a Ninja Gaiden?
1: Ooh. It's been a while yeah that would be that would be a pretty big announcement uh, that would be a great announcement if they could if they could do that i, I mean, mean that, that's possible it's possible
0: yeah i mean when i think of ninja gaiden i don't really associate it to the playstation brand especially right. because when ninja gaiden really made its modern resurrection it was on the xbox line of consoles with ninja gaiden then ninja gaiden black yep. ninja gaiden 2 the playstation version eventually got you know ninja gaiden it got ninja gaiden 2 sigma and yep. so forth. It came to the PlayStation Vita as well. Then Ninja Gaiden Three came out, and you know that was terrible. And then they did Razor's Edge, which was for a while a Wii U exclusive. Yep. And we haven't had an well, we had um, Ninja Gaiden. What was the indie one? Yaba. Yaba, yeah, Yaba, Yaba Gaiden, or Yaba, yes yeah. that one wasn't yeah, actually Yabba that Gaiden. bad. It wasn't that bad. It just wasn't that good either. Yeah. And I mean. I feel like we're the time is right for a new Ninja Gaiden, but maybe not at Sony's event. Maybe Microsoft was able to secure that as part of their big Jap- Japanese game initiative, mm-hmm. and it shows up in July, which I'd still be hyped for it. Yes.
1: So let's. Okay, what else from Japan could we see? Sega. I, I mean, really I, I think much. I think we'll see something from Sega. Um, I don't necessarily know what that would what that would entail. You know that there was that humankind game that they uh, they teased last year. Maybe we'll get to see a little more of that. Um, see what that looks like potentially. But I, it's hard to really know what what Sega's cooking right now, especially with that kind of vague uh, announcement that they're going to change the landscape of video games with some announcement that's that's <laughs> we're still waiting to hear on. But yeah, right. I, I would say, you know anything that it revolves around um some type of sonic game or um or you know maybe they they bring back a um a beloved franchise but it's hard for me to see you know what what sega has at the moment they're being so vague with with stuff and uh-huh. you know that whatever they they do drop it's it's not going to be um, you know, absolutely mind-blowing. But I, I could see them maybe showing off more of the humankind stuff or um, maybe uh, the next Sonic game, that, which is what I think that this reveal will ultimately be. I, I think it's Sonic Adventure 3, personally. Um, so maybe, wow. you know, we, we see something along those lines. What about a virtual fighter? I thought about virtual fighter, but I, I don't know, man, like look i love virtual fighter but what would what would really pop at a a sony show would it be a tekken or a street fighter or would it it be a virtual fighter and i think i don't think virtual fighter makes the cut you know even if it is a game that is a part of their plans i I can't see at this show right yeah now like i'm kind of not really expecting sega in any meaningful
0: way right and I mean in all truth the playstation brand while it is a worldwide brand when you think of like sony's first party output and even some of the third party games that they really you know go after they're really more of a western focus than that heavy japanese focus and that's where i can really only see like square enix with the final fantasy game really being that title be like hey japan we're still thinking about you but we need that resident evil 8 we need that horizon zero dawn we need those type of games because we want to sell this system in North America, in Europe, yeah. in more Western, you know, more Western areas. But Japan, you know, you, we, you know, you, we still love you. We're still going to have the games you want to play. We're still going to have Atlas on board, even if we don't have them at this event per se. Mm-hmm. So it does, it sounds like I think our expectations and predictions so far have been. Mostly grounded. I mean, I'd say our really only fanboyisms have been, (laughs) you know, Splinter Cell and Ninja Guide and (laughs) yeah,
1: Bloodborne. (laughs) So what we haven't talked about? What closes out the show? I have a particular game that I think is going to close out the show. It's not going to come out this year, but it's it's one of those things that they tease.
0: So my mind goes to two titles, and if I'm Sony. And I don't care about being timely with when this game comes out. I just want to reveal it to get people excited. I would choose God of War, Mm -hmm. but my gut instinct is Spider-Man 2. I don't know if closing on Spider-Man 2 is really a high note. I think I would throw Spider-Man 2 somewhere in the middle of the presentation where I want to show off the SSD Mm -hmm. and how vast the city can be. So that's where I would have to return to closing with God of War.
1: Yeah. I I think the only p- parts we differ is the opening and closing of the show. I think it will close with Spider-Man 2. I totally get what you're saying about, you know, maybe showing off the, the SSD and the, the smooth streaming of, of assets into, into the, the system itself. But I think they're going for a... Uh, the you know uh, Look, God of War was a massive, massive game for them. But I think Spider-Man 2 makes more sense from my perspective that they would close the show out with. And yeah, right. I, I don't think it's anything that's coming anytime soon. In fact, mm-hmm. I would say that Spider-Man 2 is probably a 2021 game. And I would say God of War. And the only reason why I don't think they're going to show God of War is because I think that's a 2022 game. So I think... I think right. that's a pretty hard sell to say coming 2022, you know, in the middle of 2020, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's a pretty hard sell for me. Um, and a lot of people would be like, okay, well, that was cool. But now we've got to wait at least 18 months plus whatever time the game needs for crunch. So that's the only reason why I don't think God of War will will close the show out. Yeah, and as we kind of touched on the video when
0: uh, when Jeff Grubb joined us, Sony wants to do more of these shows this year and they still have like the state of play and they have the PSX type of events. So you don't really need to show your long-term plans as if you only have one event a year or even two events a year if we want to say E3 and Tokyo Game Show. Now you have basically as many events as you want with the state of play presentations. If you want to have it every other month, you can. So you don't have to show games that are coming out in 2022 or 2023 right now. You can wait six months mm-hmm. and do it then. And knowing that Sony does have additional things planned for this summer, you, have, you definitely don't want to go overboard with this first showcase. You definitely want to have that strong showing, though. Yeah. And then when you have the second one, you can show a little more hype. And you can get people excited about the future. And then when you get closer to launch, like a September state of play, you rein it back in for launch with a tease of something that's still beyond the horizon to get people excited about what's coming maybe in late 2021.
1: Wait, beyond, wait, 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 wait. you said beyond the, right. beyond the horizon? Is that is that a clue? <laughs> Supposed to no. no, it is not, it's just a phrase, okay? <laughs> just, just clarifying.
0: I will leave with one tease <laughs> a Sony franchise is going to make a return on the PlayStation 5, but in a new
1: form. Ooh. I have to think about that. So, Ape Escape as a strategy, uh, that's game? that's the only hint
0: I will give, okay? And I think it is at the event i'm not 100 percent certain but if it is you know i'll let it be known in the when we do our recap episode and i think that's how i'll end this discussion today make people think a little bit <laughs> well i'll definitely
1: be looking uh looking and seeing what what they have for us um yeah i'm, I'm curious to see what what that could be i'll definitely uh give it some thought the, uh, and it's show not, started. it's not NAC. It's not knack No, I didn't think it was knack. I'll say that much. It's not knack.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, this doesn't turn into a thread anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need that. <laughs> but as always, thank you for joining me once again, MVG.
1: Always oh, a pleasure. It's great to spitball with you about this, and we'll we'll have to see how how well we did when the uh, the show actually occurs yeah i well, have my have my
0: notes here written of everything that was said so when the event shows up i'll put some check marks next to what we hit and X's to what we missed and we'll see if we batted over 80 percent or not and for everyone listening if you enjoyed this episode give the video a like if you didn't give it a dislike be sure to subscribe to the channel and leave a comment in the comment section below letting us know your thoughts on the sony event coming up and some of your predictions And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.